You know, Mark, here's, here's what I want to ask you about. I've had a lot of patients that have been emailing and texting me and calling me, and they do so in confidence because they're worried that what they're postulating and asking me about seems a little crazy, but they trust me to give them an informed opinion about what they're saying that in much of the mainstream media it is is crazy or, were, or is thought of as being crazy. So here's the idea. You and I have talked about this before, and there's been information when the vaccine first came out on this idea of ADE, or antibody-dependent enhancement. And this is the concept of that sometimes if you're not careful with the vaccination, that it could have a paradoxical effect. You vaccinate somebody, and then eventually they're exposed to that which you're trying to protect them against. And it has an adverse event. The actual virus in this case uh, has a dramatic effect in harming the person after they've just been vaccinated. So there's, there was an article recently in the Wall Street Journal, and it talked about what's going on in Israel. And Israel was one of the countries that literally mass vaccinated their entire population uh, from behind every rock out of every house. They basically required that the entire population get vaccinated. And they primarily used the Pfizer vaccine for whatever reason. They made a deal with Pfizer apparently, and they use Pfizer almost exclusively. And now we're looking at some of the data that's coming out of Israel and we're realizing, and it's, and it's contrasted to what we're seeing here in the United States, and that is many people that have gotten the Pfizer vaccine seem to be coming down with COVID. And, and in fact, the article I read said about 60% or so of the hospitalizations in Israel are people that have been previously vaccinated with this Pfizer vaccine, suggesting that it's not working or that there's something else going on. And I listened to this guy, I can't remember his name, you'll remember, that was one of the inventors of messenger RNA vaccine technology. And he says he's been in the vaccine industry his entire life, is pro-vaccine, he works to develop good vaccines. And he says he's really worried. By definition, antibody-dependent enhancement is following a vaccine, people can still get the disease and often have an adverse reaction. And in fact, perhaps could even get the virus to a point where they're able to spread it, even if they're not themselves being harmed by the vaccination. So how do you contrast what we're being told in the media now in the United States that some number, 90 plus percent of people that are hospitalized are unvaccinated. And of course, those of us that are unvaccinated are demonized as being evil. Yet we have this data out of Israel that says quite the opposite, that almost everybody that's in the hospital for COVID are people that was previously vaccinated. So any, any thoughts on that, Dr. McDonald? Well, Jeff, that is really the big million-dollar question right now. Have we been conned? And it appears that we have. The article that I looked at recently regarding data out of the Israel Ministry of Health put the number actually even higher than 60%. 80% of all of the Israelis who are coming down with symptomatic variant infection, and it is predominantly variant infection, the original Wuhan virus is essentially extinct. Uh, it's, it's not being transmitted or propagated in 
virtually anywhere in the world right now, as far as we can tell, is seemingly breaking through virtually all of the vaccinated population in Israel. And Israel was a, a highly top-down, coerced, I would say even forced vaccinated population all the way down into the pediatric population. You weren't able to attend school. You weren't able to enter a building, uh, a store, a restaurant. It was a, a rather uh, dictatorial instigation of mass vaccination with the ultimate goal being, of course, the extinction of this virus. Clearly, that hasn't happened uh, with 80 percent, 60 to 80 percent of all the people who are coming down with symptomatic infection, being hospitalized, having already been vaccinated. The numbers in the U.S. seem to be lower than that, but that may not be the whole truth. Well, could it could it be in part because in the U.S. we've got three vaccines that have been authorized under emergency use. Of course, we've got the two messenger RNA vaccines, which is the Pfizer used in Israel and the Moderna vaccines, both of which are used here. And then the single shot Johnson and Johnson that uses a slightly different mechanism. Uh, it's not messenger RNA, but it's, it's slightly different as to uh, how they get the uh, actually it is messenger RNA, but they just use a different delivery mechanism of getting the messenger RNA into the body. The Pfizer and Moderna use nanolipid particles. The um, Johnson & Johnson use an adenovirus transport mechanism, vector, if you will. So that's how they're different. The end result is the same. So maybe because we're using three, they're just using one, there being Israel, that I don't know that anybody is looking currently at the breakthrough cases in the United States and trying to identify from which vaccine they're coming from. We know that the CDC was tracking breakthrough cases, breakthrough meaning I've been vaccinated, but I still got COVID. They were tracking them for a while, and I think they got up to about 10,000 sometime in April or May, and then they sort of kind of stopped counting. But I haven't seen any analysis to say if the breakthrough cases in the United States are one vaccination versus another. I mean, the, the other possibility is is we've seen the government manipulate data like COVID deaths. You know, lo and behold, we find out that 94% are due to significant underlying medical conditions, but yet still caused, still um, uh, categorized as a COVID death when only about 6% are purely just from the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So maybe we're not getting the right data and they're just not counting or not sharing it with us, which unfortunately it's it's come to that where too many people now no longer trust the CDC. The CDC has become a political body, not just a healthcare body. And uh, it's just crazy what's going on. Um, so I don't know, how, how do you square that circle between what's going on in Israel and the United States? I think that theory is actually the more likely one, Jeff, that we're getting cooked book data. I hadn't thought about the fact that the U.S. has multiple vaccines. That sounds like a very optimistic explanation for why we're seeing fewer reported breakthrough cases. But I'm a little bit more suspicious, and I think that given all of the markers of disinformation that we're getting from top-down, federal, all the way down into local, it's very likely that the data points are skewed. For example, the federal government, the CDC, as you said, which is a corrupt institution now, we can't trust anything that comes out of it, has months ago redefined the testing protocols for those who come in and get these virus tests. And specifically what they did 
was they set the machines to a lower detection level for people who already had the vaccine. And they set it to the same level <laughs> that they had before, the very, very, very high level. They would detect positives for people who were not getting vaccinated. So, so what ended course, up happening... You're, you're you're talking about the PCR test, the polymerase chain reaction. And for for those listening in, the way that test works is that's the swab up the nose test. And they, and they take a little bit of that nasal mucus stuff. They put it into a special machine and this machine amplifies the material. And each amplification is called a cycle. And the guy that invented this uh, mechanism Who's, who's been interviewed, I think he passed away. The guy who invented this mechanism said, you know, it was never designed to do what we're using it for. And the amplification has been set as high as 45 cycles. And you can detect almost whatever you want at that level of amplification, um, where re the reality is where you don't get a lot of false positives, where it's positive, but you actually don't have it, should be somewhere closer to 25 or 30. And only after the vaccination was instituted did the CDC say, you know what, we're going to dial down the cycle threshold from that 45 to be much lower. And lo and behold, now all of a sudden there were less COVID cases. And you add to that L.A. County's prescription for not counting infection for anyone, even symptomatic patients who don't go to the hospital, who have not received the vaccine, I'm sorry, who have received the vaccine. So all the vaccinated people that have gotten sick but haven't been hospitalized are not counted in the report of breakthrough cases. They just don't exist. Right. And God knows what's going on in the hospitals themselves. There are reports that people have gone into the hospital with say a broken leg, uh, a cancer diagnosis, and then one, two, three days into the hospital, they get tested, comes back positive, now suddenly, they're a COVID case. They're a hospitalized they're, COVID case. And if they're unvaccinated, of oh, course, they're, yes. they're, well, they're shamed and course. they're berated. And it's advertised that at this particular hospital, we just had another case of COVID in an unvaccinated person. And of course, that's spread all over the mainstream media. And that supports the contention that as the press secretary just yesterday said, this is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It supports that theory, which is absurd because if you look at the data points that are coming out of the federal government, their argument is that 99 plus percent of all of the people that are getting sick, symptomatically ill, and perhaps going to the hospital are unvaccinated. Yeah, Therefore, it's crazy. The people that are vaccinated are supposedly safe and protected, but they're all supposed to be running around wearing masks again. The whole yeah. thing doesn't make any sense. It's insane. It's unscientific. It's actual crazy making. And it's for that reason that people are starting to lose faith and confidence in the government. And they're starting to push back and say, this is nonsense. There's something wrong here. Yeah, it's, it's you know, like that book that was out years ago, How to Lie with Statistics. Um, and you can manipulate the, the statistics to say almost whatever you want. And it, it's so interesting. You hear reports, 50% increase in COVID hospitalizations. And of course, you know, if you go from two to three, that's a 50% increase. They never really tell you the absolute numbers. They also never tell you that hospital stays for these COVID paces, patients are dramatically down uh, versus the peak of COVID because we're so much better at treating this. And we've got multiple medications now in our tool chest uh, to treat these. And that the patients that check in and die, those number, those percentages are down dramatically as well. And you look at some of these graphs, 
and it's hardly even able to detect this so-called uptick in the Delta variant. Um, and by the way, the Delta variant, I think, is so yesterday because I'm now reading about the Lambda variant that's coming into town, apparently from Peru. Now, I'm hoping they move on from the Greek alphabet, maybe to the to the Hebrew alphabet. I think it would be so much more interesting um, if we did something like that. Uh, but they they use these names to, to make it sound super important. And they use statistics to just scare the crap out of people. And that's what's happening. My my text. My texts and emails are just blowing up with people with questions. Should I be scared of the Delta variant? The reality is, listen, this is what viruses do. Viruses mutate. That's their job in life. And that's why, by the way, every single year we need a new flu shot. It's not the same strain of flu that's in the flu shot the year before because the thing is always changing. And that's what's happening with COVID. It's a virus and we expect it to change. So let me ask you this, Mark, because this is another issue that's really been beat up in the media. Um, on the one hand, I hear academics say, listen, the reason why the Delta variant is occurring is because if it didn't have a host, it wouldn't be able to mutate. And it's all you, you know, horrible people that aren't getting vaccinated that act as the host to allow the virus to mutate. And if only everybody got vac vaccinated, there'd be no host for it to mutate. On the other hand, you, I hear people saying, and I think this is more accurate, that vaccines are never meant to, to mass vaccinate people in the middle of a pandemic, and that it is actually that mass vaccination campaign that pushes and stimulates that virus uh, to mutate faster than it otherwise would, would mutate. Uh, because we're, here's the, here's the example I heard that, you, you tell me if you think this is accurate. We always hear in, in medicine, especially in primary care, which is my field, that we need to be very careful about using antibiotics. Use them very judiciously. And when you do use them, make sure that the patients complete their course. If it's a 10-day course, they should take it for 10 days, not just three if they start to feel better. Because our abuse and overuse of antibiotics creates resistant strains. You keep tricking and pushing those, those bacteria with antibiotics and they mutate. Well, similarly, if you take a vaccine and you massively vaccinate, kind of like an antibiotic or an antibody against a virus that's floating around in the community, you're encouraging that virus to mutate versus just let the virus do its thing, certainly treat people and treat them aggressively early in the course of an illness. And that's the way you treat it. Protect the most vulnerable, allow less risky people to get ill and, and treat them. Uh, but this mass vaccination campaign, not unlike overusing antibiotics, is what's stimulating these mutant strains, the Delta and Lambda variant. And I don't know my Greek alphabet. What comes after Lambda? I can't remember. Epsilon or something. I don't know. Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, you know, that whole idea of, uh, interestingly, the way I hear it is often the inverse, that it's the unvaccinated that are creating mutant strains and spreading it, and that they're at fault, which exactly opposes the scientific explanation, which is the one that you described. People who are unvaccinated, in other words, people who are getting sick and developing natural immunity to this infection are completely, nearly 100% immunized, not only against the original virus, 
but against all of the strains. There's almost no cases. You could count probably the number of cases on one hand minus a thumb around the world of anyone who has actually been proven infected, recovered, and then been reinfected, oh, either right. by the so, Wuhan virus or by any of the variants. So if you're vaccinated, there's breakthrough cases and you get sick and they're well documented and they're in the thousands and we're seeing that massively in Israel. But if you recover from natural infection, it's not a thing. It's rare if, if it's ever even been documented. I mean, I don't know. I've taken care of, I haven't really counted, but it's got to be close to a couple hundred. I mean, we both know Dr. Tyson, who may hold the world indoor record for the most COVID patients ever treated, and it's literally thousands. I can't remember 10,000, 20,000 in his clinic. But I can't. I don't. I don't think there's been one of my patients that have recovered from COVID that have gotten COVID a second time. We'll have to check in with Brian. But I'm not sure he's reported any recurrent COVID cases in the thousands that he's treated. But we hear all the time vaccinated patients that have you know quote unquote breakthrough, um, and were blamed. The unvaccinated are blamed because of breakthrough cases. Um, but COVID recovered patients. They're good, although now we push COVID covered, COVID recovered patients. Now they're also bad, by the way. COVID recovered and unvaccinated, we're all bad because uh, we all should be vaccinated, and uh, and that makes no sense at all. I I think it may even be dangerous to vaccinate somebody that has that has uh, successfully recovered from COVID and has documented antibodies. And I see that all the time. And they're always asking me, when should I get va vaccinated? Should I get vaccinated? I can't go to college because I'm required to be vaccinated. My damn boss says I can't come to work unless I'm vaccinated. I just got a, literally uh, yesterday, I got a letter from our local hospital. I, I, I won't say which one it is, but you can guess. Every healthcare worker must be vaccinated to work in the hospital. And if they refuse to, they are required to be tested twice a week um, to show that they're COVID negative, which is interesting, testing asymptomatic people for COVID. It's sort of like, let's just, let's test, let's test everybody for gonorrhea, even if they don't have symptoms, that makes no sense. None of this policy makes any sense. And this is why people are losing confidence. Until March of last year, Everyone believed, knew, and understood that natural immunity is as close to perfection as one can get. Vaccines are good. Sometimes they're great, but they're not perfect. They're not even close to perfect. Once you get sick, you never get a vaccine. Why would you get a vaccine for something that you already have immunity to? And suddenly, in the last year, the entire concept of natural immunity has disappeared. It's gone. We're not talking yeah. about it. We're hearing our governor in the state of California announce that 40, 50% of the population hasn't been vaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. But of that 40 or 50%, how many of those people already have natural immunity? What is it, 70, 80, 90%? Probably, probably. We never hear right? that number. Isn't what that an important number? What a nonsense statement. I, I didn't, you know, I knew the guy was an idiot, but I hadn't thought through it. Now I'm convinced he's actually an idiot. There's really nothing up there but air. I know. So Mark, you know, we're talking here about unvaccinated people that have recovered from COVID and the push from the government to get them vaccinated. What, what, do you, what do you tell a friend or a patient who's recovered, has documented antibodies, and they ask, should I, should I get vaccinated? What's, what's our advice? What should we be telling people like that? Well, the key word here is documented antibodies. 
there is a test that is incredibly sensitive, specific, and accurate for up to two years after someone has received an infection from this virus or its variants and recovered, which is called a humoral immunity test or a T-cell test. You can order this even without a doctor's prescription at different websites, different companies. The one that's the most popular today is called tdetect.com, t-detect.com. We should put that link in our show notes. We'll put it in our show notes so people can click on it and read the website. It's very, very well done, clear, doesn't need a doctor's prescription. You can do it at home. You just need to go to a lab and get the blood drawn. But uh, beyond that, you basically uh, pay their 200 bucks on the online and get sent away. You get your results back confidentially. And if they're what you want, you save that document, you print it out, and then you can hold it up when you go into a place of business, your work, your school, anyone that wants you to get vaccinated and says, well, look, how do we know that you actually recovered? Maybe you got the flu. Maybe you're a contagious carrier. You're going to go kill everyone in the office. Oh, no, no, I'm not. Look at this. I have immunity. I have proven immunity. There is no reason for me to get this vaccine. And in fact, if I do get it, I might actually get sick. So I have a document here, which we can also put up on our website, of an example form for a liability waiver. You have your employer sign that, and it says, I, the employer, agree to cover all medical costs for this employee who is immune, proven with documentation, if he should get sick or die from this shot. Mm. Guess how many employers are going to sign that form? (laughs) Pretty much zero. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's the first thing I would say to someone. Find out what your immunity status is, get it proven, print it out. That's one of your best defenses against coerced or forced vaccination. Okay, now I'm a, I'm a 19-year-old. I just graduated from college. I'm going, up, going off to some fancy Ivy League school on the, on the East Coast. And I just got a letter in the mail that says, before I can step foot on campus, I must show proof of being vaccinated. What do you recommend to that person? Defer. So you're young. I spent a couple of years traveling the world, learning a language, obtaining some job skills before I went to college. And I know it's hard. When you're 18, 19 years old, you feel like, my goodness, if I lose a year, I'm going to be so far behind. That isn't the case. Use this as an opportunity to wait. Wait it out. See what happens. I don't think that this is going to last forever. It's so irrational, as we were talking about earlier in the first portion of our show in that earlier segment, Irrationality cannot last forever because an irrational society cannot survive. It's non-functional. You have time. Defer. Take an internship. Travel. If you get that vaccination, you can't get it out. There's no going back. And God only knows what's going to happen to you later on in life. Infertility, rheumatoid arthritis. You might even have that awful auto... uh, Antibody enhancement syndrome we talked about if you were an asymptomatic carrier before. And now you're getting sick. So, so what, you're, what you're saying is once you're vaccinated, you can't be not vaccinated. You cannot unvaccinate yourself. There's no way to do that. <laughs> hey, if we could figure out how to do that, I bet we could make some money, huh? How well, to there unvaccinate is one thing, yourself. There is one thing that you can do if you end up having post-vaccine sequelae or side effects. There are medications that can actually clear out some of the toxins and the toxic products that are produced by the vaccine. And maybe we should do a show about that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. What about um, maybe if you take a really strong magnet and put it against your arm, can you unvaccinate yourself? Well, you'd have to drive all of the uh, ferrous iron compounds towards an orifice. Maybe you can put it towards the, the <laughs> rectal area and then all poop right. it out I in the toilet. I think this is a PG show, PG-13, <laughs> I don't know. 